I'm attorney Martin Nicholson, also known as the Battery Man for my focus on criminal battery cases, and I'm here today with Audrey Lunsford, attorney Audrey Lunsford, and we're going to talk about the Jonathan Majors, I guess my prediction for the Jonathan Majors um, sentencing that will be coming up on February the 6th, and also we're going to talk about this case that one of the viewers told me about about um, some rappers in Memphis, uh, Yo Gotti and Big Juke and Young Dolph. So first of all, I want to introduce everyone to uh, attorney Audrey Lunsford. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Audrey Lunsford. I work with Mr. Nicholson handling some different types of cases and some of the same, but I'm happy to be here to have a different perspective from Mark while we're looking at some news today. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you, uh, I don't think followed Jonathan Major's case like I did, but you know a little bit about it. Uh, cause I w- was just talking to you about it in the office and then, um, I was doing the videos and also basically told you about him being found guilty and I think you are aware that he was he was found guilty, and essentially of a misdemeanor, and the penalty for a misdemeanor in Indiana anyway, and also in the state of New York is the maximum is one year in in jail. And so he is facing one year in jail. And there's been a lot of speculation about what type of sentence that he is going to get. Now I know you haven't been all the way up to speed, but can you give an idea to the uh, people that are watching and listening, what you think uh, a sentence for someone um, that gets convicted of a misdemeanor, apparently doesn't have any really any criminal history uh, would get. Yeah. I mean, generally they wouldn't get any actual jail time unless it was suspended. They would get maybe probation. Um, I would assume maybe a fine for him since he has money, um, obviously. Um, but I will say, you know, I do a lot in domestic violence cases. One thing they may look at is maybe like anger management or domestic violence classes along with a no contact order, um, preventing him from contacting his ex-girlfriend. So those are all some possibilities that I would predict in this particular case, although with it being high profile, it's always a little bit more of a an offshoot of are they going to try and you know make a point to the public about this but generally i would say no jail time a fine perhaps some anger management type classes yeah that's my prediction too i don't think that uh he's going to uh, get jail time i think that would be highly unusual if he did get any jail time um i think that he's really facing more of a fine and um, community service probation uh, type of thing, you know, a class. Um, I just really don't see this being a situation where he is um, going to go to jail. Um, Like I said, I think that would be highly unusual if he did go to jail. I I just don't see that happening. Um, I see it, you know, some kind of fine community service, um, and, you know, maybe a probation. You look at people that have, you know, other celebrities that have recently been in trouble for some type of battery, you know, some kind of assault and things like that. 
OVWIs or DUI, depending on where you're at, operating vehicle while intoxicated, drinking under the influence. Um, these people that have been recently convicted have got no jail time. Uh, usually the jail time happens when it's been repeated instances of conduct, bad conduct. So if they say, Mr. Majors, you have community service or you have to pay this fine and do probation, take a class. Then if he doesn't do that, right, if he doesn't go to the class, if he doesn't pay the fine or do the community service, some kind of sanction like that, then the judge could hold him in contempt or also put him in jail. But I think home detention, a work release type of situation, I think those are highly unlikely to be any of his sanctions. Obviously, there would be a no contact order in place or would remain in place that he could not contact the um, complaining witness in this particular case or what they would say is, is the victim in this case. Um, but I don't see jail time in his future. That's my prediction. Obviously, I don't know all the facts like you know his attorneys do about the case. Um, but just in my experience, it's not something that I would anticipate that he would be facing. Yeah, and I don't think he'll have any trouble completing probation, given that this is really the first actual case that's come before the court. I, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how the court reacts to some of these allegations of long-going abuse um, that have been unreported prior to this happening. Uh, I'm not sure about the exact classes there, but I know here in Indiana, something with a deep background in domestic violence would likely result in the batterer's intervention program, which is kind of, I call it the DV class. Um, but that can be a pretty extensive therapeutic class um, requirement that I could see them if the judge were to believe the testimony about the previous abuse, I could see the judge considering something like that. Yes, I, I, I agree that, that, this may be a class that he may, that he would have to take some kind of like you know what we call here like you said in indiana better intervention program domestic violence class domestic violence counseling something like that he may have to take that class even if it is online or you know or go visit uh, a counselor once one time um it does seem like there's some at least some rumors out there about him having some kind of mental stress and, 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 and being depressed or needing some type of counseling. There were some, you know, rumors out there in the media. I don't know how true they are, but about this kind of um, situation that the judge or the prosecutors could order that kind of, um, kind of counseling. Also the, you have the situation where, the complaining witness, Ms. Jabari, that she could potentially come and testify at a sentencing hearing and and say, you know, what she's experienced since then, if she's been harassed online or something like that, even though it doesn't have anything to do with him, uh, you know, like he's not the one doing it, but, you know, his fans are or something that she could, you know, say her life has just been, you know, totally torn upside down because of of his actions and things like that. Um, obviously if there's prior instances that could come out that did not come up during the trial that was maybe ruled inadmissible at the sentencing hearing, there is the possibility of 
these text messages that some of them that didn't come in and some of this, you know, technically can't prove it, a hearsay type of situations, all this stuff could come out during the sentencing hearing, things that we didn't know before <clears throat> that could really make him look really like, a, you know, a bad person or make him not look as bad because he will have the opportunity if he wanted to, to, to make a statement uh, and his fans and, and people that know him will have opportunity to either testify on his behalf or even write letters to the court and let them know that, Hey judge, we don't think he should you know, be sentenced to jail and things like that. So there is a possibility. Um, and I would assume that his attorneys are trying to gather as much information as possible to put forth the best possible chance for him not to go to jail, even though I don't even think that's even in the realm of a possibility that he would go to jail. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting um, to see how the kind of, public trial will go because as you stated you know in the sentencing hearing a lot of things can come in that couldn't come in at the trial um so he's you know trying to rebuild his reputation right now it's i'll be interested to see what they put in yeah me too now i would like to move on to this case that one of the viewers she sent me a message on facebook and said hey can you uh there's a case here in memphis that's going on uh, and it's really big about these rappers. And there was this dispute that went on and, you know, some rappers end up getting killed. And one rapper that apparently got killed, uh, I think maybe a couple of years ago in 2021, I guess that what three years ago now is, is young Dolph and the allegation or the rumors were maybe that this other rapper in Memphis, uh, Yo Gotti had something to do with it and, or his crew did or something. And then, Yo Gotti's uh, brother, a man named Big Juke, ends up getting uh, fatally shot outside a restaurant in Memphis. And by the way, I love Memphis. Uh, we go to what we call a Three Kings tour in Memphis. We go and we see uh, Martin <laughs> Luther King, which is a civil rights museum. We see um, the King, Elvis, his uh, Graceland. And then we also go to B.B. King's uh, restaurant there so we call it the three kings tour i love the barbecue in memphis and that's why i'm wearing this shirt smoke on the square and there's a pig there <laughs> um because it's uh memphis has some of the best barbecue in the nation uh to me some of the best barbecue is right there in memphis and they have their own style of barbecue the memphis dry rub rendezvous is one of uh, the places to eat and of course the neely's uh, barbecue restaurant a lot of good restaurants in in memphis tennessee barbecue restaurants so that's why i'm wearing this shirt here smoke on the square because we love to smoke that meat um, when we're barbecuing <laughs> uh now i know that audrey has done a uh, uh some research about this and probably is a little bit more up to speed to, um, than i am um about this so can you talk a little bit about it or would you or oh let I me back up you, i can give you some snippets i will say i started i started looking into this after you received a message from the viewer and i feel like this is going to be an ongoing discussion for me because there's a lot there um but i'd like to describe this as uh today's version of tupac and biggie um you got a couple of young rappers and making it big on the memphis scene starting out as friends 
Um, and then, you know, fortune and fame and baby mamas and all the, all the juicy gossip that makes the tabloids, um, turns into a bit of a, a public, um, dispute, I'll say. Um, I think that one thing that's really interesting about this is that it's entirely in the public spotlight. Um, they're essentially slamming each other back and forth on their albums. Um, and then of course, Yogati's got his crew and then we got young Dolph over here. And it sounds like there was a lot that happened before Dolph died. There was, uh, I believe Dolph's car got shot up by who they believed was part of Yogati's crew. Um, and he, you know, survived. And then, and then there was a lot of lack of police cooperation. Um, so those charges got dropped. There were some other feuds. Ultimately, like you stated, young Dolph dies. And then it sounds like young Dolph's crew is now suspected of retaliating on Yogati's brother. And it's kind of unclear at this point. Um, like I said, ongoing, um, whether there's going to continue to be these retaliations at this point, because it sounds like everything is still pretty heated. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned the lack of police cooperation in, in that one instance, it reminds me of one of the complaints here in Indianapolis. Uh, one of the complaints in Indianapolis is that sometimes when these murders or these crimes happen is that they cannot get witnesses to uh, testify. And I often find myself representing people that want to plead the fifth, that they, they do not want to testify. And so they hire me, they hire us, our firm, to uh, represent them so they can plead the fifth and, and say, hey, I don't you know, want to be you know, involved in this because maybe something will come back on them, whether it's violence or, or whether it, they say something that implicates them in a crime. So it, that's not something that is just specific to uh, Memphis or Indianapolis. It seems like this is an ongoing problem that law enforcement faces when there's certain crimes that happen in you know areas that are sometimes you know what they consider you know high high crime areas that the people there may not want to testify. Yeah, and I, I come from the juvenile realm. I started out in the juvenile field, and um, it's it's really pretty big and widely known that with juveniles, um, you keep your mouth shut or there may be repercussions. And, and there are an abnormally large amount of juvenile homicides due to the fact that, you know, kids don't have long-term consequences at their forefront of their brain. But um, a lot of those not only go unsolved because no one wants to communicate, but they also don't want the police to solve it because they want to retaliate. Mm -hmm. They can't retaliate if somebody's locked up. They want street justice. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of goes back to the the article I was reading on um, SK Pop that talked about kind of like the background of this uh, dispute where uh, Yo Gotti and Young Dolph, as you had said, had this long uh, standing conflict. And then when um, the, the escalated, apparently what people believe it escalated to the point where someone you know, fatally shot um, young Dolph and then rumors started to spread about who was to blame for this. And then here it is, you know, a couple of year, you know, two or three years later, uh, Yo Gotti's uh, brothers 
is assassinated outside a restaurant in Memphis. And if you think of the name Gotti, I, you, you know, I, I think of John Gotti and HBO has a uh, show or a documentary called Get, uh, Get Gotti. I think that's the name of it. And it's a really fascinating look into the lengths that law enforcement went to, to try to get John Gotti and, and take him down. And also how John Gotti brought the uh, mafia kind of into this spotlight where before they were kind of no one really kind of wanted to say they were a part of it and they kind of kept it you know on the down low and then he kind of you know sensationalized it and, and popularized it to where people are like oh um this seems kind of cool the teflon don and things and also another interesting point is about how the government was able to remove his attorney from the case because they had these wiretaps, these these uh, videos surveillance of the attorney and um, John Gotti um, and some of his crew talking about things. And they said, hey, this attorney, uh, Bruce Cutler, could be a witness in the case or he could be somehow implicated. So there was a conflict of interest that they're like, hey, he cannot represent them. And then ultimately, as people know, that John Gotti ended up getting convicted and going to prison and he ended up dying, dying in prison. I feel like I could go so far off track as soon as you, as soon as you said taking them off the case, I was like, that's pretty big right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. About judges taking uh, people off cases, you know, and, oh, and their ability to, to be able to do that. Mm. There is a lot of social media about the speculation mm. of, big juke and who is responsible for that. And I think obviously people are uh, kind of pointing the finger at, you know, um, the crew of like young Dolph, I guess is they're saying, you know, that, that this person had, you know, maybe something to do with it. Uh, I, you know, recently they arrested someone for uh, the murder of Tupac. And now the person's going to trial who knows how long before this particular case gets all the way solved and people kind of figured out, I mean, you think of how long it was before Tupac, although people were behind the scenes saying they knew who was involved and things like that. And the police didn't know, and they made movies and documentaries. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. And, uh, you know, go ahead. I think you're getting ready to say something. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Um, Oh, I was going to say, I hope it doesn't take them as long to, to figure this one out because I think, I think all of us were kind of on the edge of our seats with the whole Tupac and Biggie thing. And, you know, yeah. And a lot of conspiracy it's taken so long now that it's kind of lost its, uh, it's vigor that it had back. Yeah. Back I agree. I, I, I agree that, that it seems like, you know, uh, I know recently I did a, um, video where the attorney for um, the person charged with killing Tupac, he said, this is going to be the trial of the century and things. Um, and I just, I, 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 excuse me, I will be surprised if it's really the trial of the century. Um, I, I just don't think that it has as much um, interest as it did before because people have kind of made up their mind about who may have been involved in it and things like this. And the person that's being accused isn't really someone that I'm really familiar with. I don't think more people are familiar with. 
if it was someone else that maybe was more famous that was actually accused, then I think it would have obviously would have more more um, flair to it, more you know interest. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, but since this guy here is claiming that he did it, um, and so far we haven't heard him point the finger at someone you know you know big, um, so it's just it, it, I think that it's not going to be as big as trial as it would have been if it happened way back then, or if they point the finger at somebody bigger. Yeah. I mean, in this, in this particular case though, in Memphis, I think that um, it's pretty safe for the public to have this assumption that it was Yogati's crew, or I guess not safe, but I guess it's expected because young Dolph had been shot at, twice before then and i believe yogati was primary suspect with his crew being arrested and then released twice so you know and and then well dolph essentially kind of taunted him in his in his songs you know he wrote bulletproof after being shot 100 100 times there was a gun being shot into his car so i think here it might be a little bit more sensationalized if they do arrest somebody to try and get that association as long as it's not, you know, 20 some years later. Right. Yeah, definitely not 20 some years later. And it is some, it is a, somewhat unfortunate and sad. And, you know, we don't know all, like, I don't live in Memphis. Um, so I don't know all the ins and outs about exactly what was going on behind the scenes, if anything. But um, I would remember growing up, and, you know, there were these rap songs. I remember we'd rap and we also, back when I was young, we'd do the break dancing and we'd break dance and we'd have these break dance battles, rap battles, MC battles, all this. But, you know, very rarely did it resort to any kind of violence. And it's just, a, it's unfortunate when music, you know, kind of is a catalyst for people engaging in some kind of bad behavior, you know, allegedly, if <clears throat> someone's writing this diss track and it's like oh man he wrote this song about me i mean i've actually represented clients you know that that's exactly how it's happened they, they you know there's there's rap lyrics that are on and um they've written these rap lyrics and they're talking bad about the person's girlfriend you know something like that and uh, i had one case where you know the uh, other rapper was outside the my client's uh girlfriend's house while he was live streaming on like you know, Facebook or Instagram, one of the social media platforms and, you know, and then of course saying all these horrible things about what he would do and, and then, you know, kind of leads to this kind of retaliation you know, and basically it all started really over, over, you know, this rap battle type of thing. And yeah, ended and with know, death. It's interesting you say that because if you think about how long Biggie and Tupac have been, you know, this whole saga went on this was like before social media. So this um, is just like straight rap battles. And and now we have people just putting beef out in the public, not just in music, but on social media and other avenues that have created a whole new world for these types of things to happen. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, that the, uh, the effect of social media where you know, a lot of things that, you know, like like when I was talking earlier, you know, I grew up, we didn't have that social media mm-hmm. and here you have an echo chamber in a sense where you say something and then 
all your friends can jump on and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And egg, you know, egg you on and pump you up and things like that. Um, or, you know, you say something and a whole bunch of people can get on there and tear you down uh, to where you may want to retaliate. Or there are people that have actually committed suicide because of online harassment and things um, that people have said. So uh, social media has a huge effect on the narrative of how people are engaging with one another um, and it's something that anybody can do. Not everybody can make a rap record back when I was a kid. You know, you might only be able to say it like when, you know, we were breaking dancing and we were, you know, people were rapping. We were doing it on this little block in this small town <laughs> and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but now you can do it and you can put it on the internet for the whole entire world to see. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube, and, you know, and, and frankly, Gotti and Dolfer, they're established, talented individuals, um, not just in Memphis, but you know nationwide. And YouTube kind of provides an outlet for even young amateur artists to go out there and have these kinds of things going on. So it's, it's definitely a bigger platform. Yeah. Uh, yep. I totally agree. Well, with that, I want to end this particular episode. Uh, it's been great having Audrey back and she definitely, you will be joining us again on future episodes when you are available, right? Yeah, I miss, I miss this. Awesome. Awesome. So we look forward to having uh, Audrey back on the Nicholson Nugget. Um, please make sure to like and subscribe because this is your Nicholson Nugget of the day. Take mm -hmm. care and see you next time.